here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast, your source for all the latest tips, tricks, and strategies you need to take your Amazon advertising to the moon. Uh, Today's a very, very special episode. Uh, We're going to do a little round table. Uh, As you know, if you're a listener of the show, you know I like to keep it fresh, do different things, play with different kinds of formats. Sometimes I just turn on the mic and I'll talk for 15 minutes. But today, I'm joined by two of AdBadger's campaign managers. We've got Michael Tejeda. What's up, Michael? Calling in from California. California. Hey, guys. Nice and sunny today. Nice sunshine to you guys. I wouldn't expect any different. And I'm joined by Ryan Hoffaker, who uh, just left California, moving cross country. I hope this isn't, I hope you're not in the witness protection program because I just blew your spot. <laughs> it, you blew my cover. I hope my neighbors don't find out. No. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday. What do you call the period in between? I just call it Cyber Weekend. You think it'll catch on? I come up with a lot of names for a lot of different things. Many of them do not stick. <laughs> but with all that said, you know, if you think of a lot of Amazon uh, growth, uh, in fact, if you were to like just Google like Amazon uh, sales numbers, uh, you can pull up Amazon sales numbers quarter by quarter and see the quarters on a line graph with these blips. Every quarter four, Amazon spikes a lot. Um, So just massive amounts of sales come in to Amazon during quarter four. Um, And it's definitely worth thinking about each year, thinking about the types of things that you wanna do, how to go in with the right mindset, which is exactly what we're gonna do today. So there's three of us. We've got three points that we wanna touch on. Um, I know that there's so much information swarming around quarter four, what to do, and we sort of pulled out, we sort of teased out uh, what I think are the three most important things, uh, what, we, what we think are three of the biggest things to think about. So the first topic I want to go around and touch on is that, you know, I think about the glory days of 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, where all of these years, you kind of knew what to expect. It was pretty standardized pretty uh like routine like you know you know that your conversion rate is going to go up on a certain amount every single time and you could expect this to happen uh this year is a little different isn't it gentlemen definitely absolutely absolutely very different year ryan what's different this year yeah yeah 
<laughs> uh, well, a couple things. Uh, I'll just probably touch on this point. You know, um, it, there are the inventory challenges uh, since April 22nd have been, uh, you know, very challenging in the sense of getting everybody knows uh, you need gas in your engine <laughs> to go somewhere, right? So having a good inventory levels to make sure that you can do proper PPC to make sure that you're you're staying strong, staying steady. It's just been very, very challenging. And here's what I want listeners to know for just for one second. The best in the industry at some point will go out of stock. So if you've gone out of stock, don't feel guilty about it. The best do it. What I encourage you to do, and I'm sure many of you have gotten the systems in place to this point, but uh, you know, uh, if you haven't, I really encourage you to do that. Uh, my wife and I, uh, with our business, we've had to, we got Google Docs on combination with software to make sure that we're ordering the right, on, right amount every month. Our supply uh, chain uh, days went from 63 days to 75 days, you know, because of, you know, boats that are sitting out in the ocean. You know, obviously, uh, the the challenges of inventory the last uh, the last six months, last six seven months have been uh, have been there, uh, but these are just challenges to overcome. Ryan, what percentage of your time would you say, uh, you know, you and your wife total time, do you spend just focused on in thinking about inventory and doing actions about inventory? What percent? We we got it pretty good now. We so we with our supplier, um, we order on the same day every month. Right, so they know that we're ordering on the same day every month. Um, probably, honestly, the night before we're sitting down in the software. My wife looks at the numbers in the software that she thinks we should be ordering. I have my Google spread, Google Sheets that I think we should be ordering, and we make sure that those align. Right, and uh, and then we're trying to predict for future growth as well. So you got to order 10, 20 percent more depending on what you think your your level of growth is going to be uh so uh again i think it's when you have your systems in place yes you asked about time i don't know i'd say probably i'd probably good four five hours before order is made but then again we're sending in from our 3pl to amazon so that's probably an additional i don't know 10 15 hours I don't know if I'm answering that correctly, but that's kind of our our flow, right? And I, and I assume it's increased this particular quarter four, uh, and I assume most people's have this quarter four too going into this. So inventory issues are a major thing, uh, Michael. What else do you think is different this year than maybe previous years? Well, I think there's been a huge shift in what's happening just culturally, uh, just the way that we are running our households now. You know, there's a ton of us that are at home now um, that weren't at home. Uh, so you take out all that commuting time. So there's a ton more time to be shopping on Amazon. So I think that, um, and it kind of couples with what we're seeing with uh, some of the CPCs, and I'll let you go into that a little bit more, Mike. Uh, but just the amount of impressions that are out there, you know, the amount of traffic that's on Amazon now. And I, I just feel that it's going to spike just based on the number of people that are home. Uh, the number of people that are going to be shopping from their home this holiday season too. Um, people are still, some people are still avoiding the stores at large. Um, you know, there's a ton of stuff that's on Amazon that wasn't on there before and other shopping venues. So um, I just think that, 
you know, the way that we run our lives now um, have just shifted a lot more towards this sort of shopping and will continue to. Um, so I just think that that's going to be a big factor now with impression rates, um, CPC costs, um, so on and so forth. So I know that you were going to kind of jump into that, Mike, CPCs. Um, so I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I mean, CPCs, another factor going into this quarter four, which is so much different than previous years, is that for as long as I've been doing Amazon PPC full time, uh, I've been doing it, you know, uh, part time for at least 10 years. And in the last sort of five years since I've really been in it, I've never, there's never been a CPC increase globally for almost everybody this year than any other year. So it's just absolutely crazy watching this. So I think going into the, into this, you know, it's the reason that we, the reason we mentioned like what's different this year is because you want to use your inventory issues. You want to use what's happening culturally to your customers. Uh, you want to use sort of what your ACOS has been, what your CPCs have been doing for the bulk of this year going into Black Friday because Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the rest of quarter four. The reason being, uh, you know, I'm talking to people that are saying like, man, they felt like they've only had their, you know, neck above water uh, for a little bit. They're like dying for oxygen and like they're going to use this time as a way to like really pump profitability. So they might actually do things differently this year than previous years. So I think it's a really, really interesting point going into it definitely definitely ask yourself like what's different this year how has my aqos aqos oh, the new jersey accent almost came out of my aqos <laughs> um, what has my aqos been doing this year what have my cpc's been doing this year and if i've been like way higher than i've than i'd like to be then maybe you do things a little differently this year than last year uh, because like the general normal circumstances is like you get a lull before Thanksgiving, which I think will also get a lull this year. You get yeah. big spike Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then it's pretty strong into December. Yeah. And this brings us to the second big area to go around and talk about, which is budgets and bids. Uh, you know, generally this time of year sees you know, conversion rate spikes on average of about 50%. So if you were getting a 10%, you may experience a 15% conversion rate around this time of year. However, I think with the way that 2021 is going, we have some changes to the typical strategy, which is like, just go select all keywords and bump it up, select all budgets, you know, triple it. Michael, what are you thinking about in terms of how you're going to be modifying bids for this time period compared to previous years. Talk to me a little bit about that. Right. So there's one big thing that I'm going to be doing this year um, that I haven't done in previous years. Before it was a more umbrella approach where I was hitting every portion of the campaign or every portion of the account rather. Um, this year, I'm going to definitely focus on specific campaigns. Um, there's ones that I know that drive sales, drive traffic for me, drive impressions. So those are the ones that I'm really going to be keying in on um, just because of the fact that it's back to the year of rising CPCs. You know, I'm trying not to blow my entire budget that I'm carving out for this particular time period, and I want to use it as objectively as possible and use it um, to get as most lift as I can out of this time period. Um, so that's really what I'm going to be doing is kind of more of a strategic 
uh, pinpoint approach on those specific campaigns. When you talk about, give me a little bit more specific about that pinpointing, like what kinds of things are you going to be looking for to have this category of things that you want to push? Like what are the qualities of them? And then like, how are you thinking about pushing them this year? Well, the qualities of them, I would say the ones that I know that are working at a cost that I'm going to be comfortable with. And even if they rise a little bit more that I'll still be comfortable with because I'm expecting everything to rise just a, a little bit. Um, you know, obviously we're going to get the sell through um, that's going to it's going to come through and we're going to be able to increase the sales amount. But um, the CPCs are going to be a little bit higher than they typically are. So um, those ones that I know that I have a little bit of a cost cushion on those that are converting well. Um, I have a separate group of campaigns that I know personally that I have broken out that are like sort of my winner circle. Um, a portion of that is making sure that I'm defending my brand space also. Um, so making sure that anything that's keyword based, uh, that's, that's brand based, um, because there's, there's some clients that I have that have very, very strong um, brand equity. So I want to make sure to utilize that as much as possible too. Um, so hitting on the branded, um, knowing which ones have a great ACOS, knowing which ones are converting well, um, and just knowing which ones that I can put more budget into to get more impressions out of is another thing, too, that I'm going to be looking at. Uh, really, really good, because you mentioned something that we did not talk about in the uh, planning for this episode, which is, you know, those brand defense ads. Some people might look at that going into quarter four and be like, eh, you know, I don't need to worry about these too much. I don't need to push these. You know, if the conversion rate is going to go up on them anyway. Like, do I really need to increase my bids on them? And it's like, yeah, probably because your competition is going to be stepping on the gas and like going and getting it. So like that's part of like the PPC magic, right? Like you have, you know, it's this competition and your competitors are more than likely they know that they're going to see higher conversion rates. So they're going to step on the gas too for this time period. Um, so you need to play defense on that. So I think focusing on like the steady converters, the things that you know that you can rely on that can withstand that bid increase. Because uh, like we're assuming that a big conversion rate spike is going to come. Again, historically, it's been about 50%. So if you've had a 10% PPC conversion rate, you'll probably get a 15% conversion rate during this peak time. We're going and assuming that. And I think kind of what you said is like you want to increase bids probably around 50% on Black Friday for the rest of December until Christmas shipping time expires, you pr will probably want to do that wholesale because your conversion rate is going to be 50% 50, 50 higher. But in the scenario where, for whatever reason this year, it's not 50% higher, the conversion rate is not 50% higher for all of those crazy reasons that we mentioned, then you know that you placed really, really good bets. And that sounded like the big takeaway there. Um, so 50% higher on those key, reliable, old faithful converters. Uh, and then in terms of budgets, you know, historically it's been, you know, basically a select all budgets, like boom, increase, you know, double it, then go to your top ones, like double it again. Um, how are you thinking about budgets going into Black Friday this year? Uh, Same budgets, kind of thing? Yeah, but just the same kind of thing. You know, I'm going to make sure that um, I, I'm pushing on the ones that I have uh, that are converting the best. Um, those ones that I'm going to be pushing on 
Uh, obviously, my bids are going to be going up, so I need more budget to, to help that those ones out. Um, I know those are going to be my best converters, and they historically have been, so I don't see why they wouldn't convert. Um, so those are the ones that are going to eat up my budget the most. Uh, they're going to get the biggest amount of the pie. Um, and, and going back to the, the thought that you had and, and kind of the discussion that we were talking about with the defensive campaigns, I always tell every client that I talk to um, this, this one thing. You know, we fight so hard to get the viewer to actually click onto our product display page. That is not one place you want to lose them. So those defensive campaigns is something else that's going to get a good portion of the budget too, is, is that um, they need to stay there. They need to see another one of our products if it's a complimentary product or another alternative of that same product line, whatever. Just something else that's that I have to sell them. Can I add to that? I, I think I think that, uh, you know, I was listening to a teaching about a, about a week ago on uh, A-plus content as well. One of the values of having A-plus content is because a majority now of the sales are coming through mobile. And when you're scrolling down on your mobile phone, and you don't have A plus content on there, that's gonna be more ad space for your competitors. So if you have that space filled up with A plus content in combination with the defensive targeting, you know, from your brand, that's the best possible way to keep somebody on your page and to keep them into your in your ecosystem of sales, for sure. Love it. And with that, let's go to the third point. Alrighty, and the last thing that's really unique about this year is remarketing. So Ryan, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how remarketing is different this year than previous years and why we think it'll be pretty big for Black Friday into peak quarter four. Yeah, absolutely. So you, when you play in Amazon Advertising Console, you kind of look to see what Amazon is investing in and what they have been investing in over this last year is sponsored display. And so they've been building out sponsored display uh, over this past year, giving us more tools, uh, almost like, like on a weekly basis. I actually just heard one earlier today that I did not know about. And as we see Amazon investing in this, uh, I think it's kind of one of those things if you can adopt early, adapt early and find out what works um, that you can really benefit from it. And uh, I think that's one of the things that came about in our early discussion about, you know, unique, unique uh, propositions, unique value that we want to give to the Ad Badger customer is to be on top of what is what is new and, and hopefully figure out how to optimize it and make it work for you and your business. So. And Michael, like in terms of using remarketing specifically for quarter four, how are you thinking about it uh, this year that's different? You know, because we didn't really have it available last year. Yeah, so it, it's kind of a whole different world if we're thinking about it this year opposed to last year and the way that we can actually reach the, cu the customer again. And, and you go back to what you were talking about with that lull period, that lull mm -hmm. period that we have right before Black Friday. Um, and it's there's a ton of people that are out there kind of shopping and, and looking around. And what we want to do is we want to make sure to get back in front of those people. Those people are obviously interested in our product. They want to they want to buy it, but they want to buy it at the better rate or at least what they're hoping to be a better rate a little bit later on or when they're you know putting their cash out there to buy those Christmas presents. And it, it's really getting in front of those. So looking at that window to retarget those folks. So it's the views remarketing that we're gonna be focusing on a lot. And we've kind of had some discussion about what, what the best window is for that. Uh, we're really thinking either a seven or a 14 day um, views remarketing window. 
And, and really because we're trying to hit all those ones that are really shopping for our product before it gets to that, that Cyber Friday and Cyber Week time period that you were talking about, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think sponsored display this year for Black Friday and peak quarter four marketing, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, it wasn't around last year. And you're absolutely right. Like if you look at the conversion rates historically for the month of November, they are pretty normal from like November 1st to the first third of the month. And then in the middle third of the month, it kind of starts to suck. Like ACOS can sometimes go up the week before Black Friday. People are sort of distracted, they're traveling, they're getting ready for Thanksgiving, whatever it might be. Uh, and then like the day of Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, it's, it's very low. So you have this lull uh, where conversion rate goes down, but that doesn't mean people aren't looking at your products. So, it really may mean that they're just doing some pre-research before they eventually make their purchase, before they actually sit down for Black Friday to Cyber Monday and actually make the purchase. Um, So if you can hit your remarketing hard during that time, so you get the views remarketing fired up, ready to roll for Black Friday, and you hit that really aggressively, that's probably the one place that, you know, if you're launching a retargeting campaign, on Black Friday, uh, after you've captured all this views traffic for like the last seven and 14 days, uh, that will probably put you in a really good position for Black Friday because you're retargeting people that have already looked at your product. So you know that they're interested. They've already done the search to find your product and now you're just sort of pushing them over the finish line. So final thoughts really quick, Ryan. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, I, I, I want to kind of, you, you, my mind is a mindset of remarketing a little bit. And and, uh, and so um, just, I want to throw in a, a, like, you know, just a couple thoughts. We, before the show, you know, there was some testing that we observed about, you know, someone suggesting that 14 day remarketing was the best out of the, you know, there's the seven day option, 14 day and 30, 30 day option. And so I'm, what I'm going to say is like two theories and I have no evidence to back this up, <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, a lot of quarter four is like predicting like what's going to happen, especially with remarketing. It hasn't been around yeah. last year. So Michael Tejeda actually made a great point. He thinks that seven day is going to work better than 14 day, even though we're hearing evidence that 14 day is working better now. Michael Erickson, for seeing you talked about the hunters and the gatherers in previous episodes, right? Uh, is, is that is that what it is? Like the those that are typing in the query and they want to buy now versus those that are kind of shopping or whatever, you know? So quarter four, you know, there's a shopping mentality. And so uh, our... You know, Michael Tejeda brought this up. The seven days might actually work better because of those that are those that are potentially shopping, uh, you know, for those products during 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 Q4. The other thought is I'm going to throw another kind of um, uh, in sponsored display. Uh, something that I heard about this week too is 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 uh, defensive cross promoting inside sponsored display. So a lot of people will use sponsored products uh, to do defensive targeting, you know, which obviously works well, but doubling that up inside sponsored display, uh, you know, PAT campaigns, product targeting campaigns, uh, that could be a definite winner for you as well um, to really uh, to really boost profits, um, you know, inside inside sponsored display. 
Yeah. No doubt. Yes. I'm bullish about remarketing for this quarter four. Uh, final thoughts, Michael Tejeda. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting thing this year with, with CPCs rising, uh, with our culture being a little bit different than it was last year. And now it's in a new reset mode. Um, and with the retargeting that Amazon has, um, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I know what I'm doing. Um, you know, I got to know where I'm putting my budgets. Um, like you said, retargeting is kind of where it's at for one of the areas that I'm going to hit. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just trying to defend my space as much as possible because last thing I want is somebody to hop off and, and take their sales somewhere else. So trying to help our clients out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so absolutely right. I mean, the big takeaway for me is like the extra thing that I think you need to do this year that you haven't had to really do in years past is you really need to take a a minute and like really think about where you've been this year. Uh, Think about inventory issues. Think about your market. Think about your CPCs and how they have been moving. And you may want to do like something that you haven't done in the past where you don't want to blanket your entire account with the same kind of action, uh, where you really want to be maybe just pushing those top reliable converters, uh, more so than maybe, maybe this is not the time for moonshots, uh, where, you know, you want to go broad, you want to like cast a really, really big net, um, where versus, hitting the things that you know are going to convert really well, tripling the budget on those things, pushing 50% higher bids for those key areas, doubling down on remarketing. Um, it's probably something to, to look into for this quarter four. I know that these are a lot of good insight here. Uh, and with that, Michael Tejeda, what are you hoping Santa puts under your tree this year? <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm hoping he puts uh, a high conversion rate under my tree. Ooh, well. come on! <laughs> and, and Ryan, how about you? Sales, just lots of sales. All oh, right, on. I was gonna give a. I'm real. I'm. I'm hoping to get a new guitar this All year. Right. To add, add to the ensemble the behind me. But um, everyone, uh, have a good one. Uh, again, this year is the most strange year that I've ever experienced doing Amazon PPC. And this sort of quarter four is no different. Uh, again, the, the, to, to finish up to a lot of this, a PPC is a feedback loop. So typically you launch something, you see how it does, and then you make adjustments to it. What's strange and challenging about Black Friday is that you are making the change ahead of time and then you watch and see how it does and then make adjustments. So like just to finish off this episode, you know, getting more aggressive on your reliable converters, focusing on remarketing, those are like those should add a ton of value. But again, it is a feedback loop. So be sure to watch it and monitor and make adjustments accordingly. And if you're listening to the show, you'll know what adjustments to make as, you know, different A costs and different conversion rates roll in. And with that, I'll see you next week here on the PPC Den Podcast. We'll see y'all. Bye, everybody.